Welcome to Living by Faith, your bright start to your weekend. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell. My hope is that Living by Faith will help you do just that. Live by faith and trust the Lord with your everyday life and needs. I don't know about you, but there's one area in my life where this is much easier said than done. That's in the area of fear and anxiety. All throughout my life, I have struggled with fear in particular. Not as much anxiety, but I do believe that they kind of play hand in hand. They go beside each other. They're They kind of feed off of each other. We read in Philippians 4, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And we have very clear instructions from Jesus in Matthew 6. He says, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet, I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow's thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. To all of this, we say amen. We say amen. Yes. Do not be anxious. Seek the Lord. Trust him. Don't go borrowing trouble, as a friend of mine used to say. But I believe we must also say, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. We need faith. We need faith and help to cast all our burdens onto the Lord. Today, I am grateful to have my friend Scarlett Hitzelbeidel, who will be on this show and help us do just that. She's going to help us learn how to cast those cares onto the Lord. Scarlett is the author of Afraid of All the Things and The Anxious Bible Study. She enjoys speaking to women around the country about the freedom and rest available in Jesus. She and her husband live in Tennessee, where she loves sign language, and she loves to do sign language with her three daughters. She loves nachos by herself, so she doesn't want to share those, <laughs> writing writing for her friends, and studying stand-up comedy. Okay, we have so many things to talk about, Scarlett. I had no idea. <laughs> you You like to study stand-up comedy? Tell me more about that. 
by that I mean I watch Netflix stand-up oh, okay. comedy specials. <laughs> um, but see, here's the thing, and I didn't make this connection until I was older. I grew up the daughter of a stand-up comedian, and so I was literally in the wings oh. as like a preteen watching her. And I didn't. And now here in my late 30s, it, it's like my hobby. I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> That is so funny. So last night, my husband and I watched, I cannot think of his name, but he's called the, like, the kindest stand-up comedian in comedy or something. He's just, he's really funny. It's clean. But it was hilarious. And so that's what we did Jim last Gaffigan, night. And we never... Nate Bargatze. I'm going to keep listening Nate, names. Nate, 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 <laughs> Nate. That is my hilarious. favorite. He's my favorite. Yes, yes, that's his name. Oh, my goodness. I kept the thinking, best. ooh, I wonder if he'd come on. But, he, yeah, he's oh, so You've got to get him on. Funny. Yeah, he was so funny. And and it was this everyday humor. Um, But we're talking about anxiety. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's talk about anxiety. <laughs> um, but before we do dive into anxiety, I love to hear people's testimonies. And I think it really helps people to relate to um, who they're listening to and get a better understanding of of you. So can you share your testimony with us? I would love to. And bringing it away from stand-up comedy and back to anxiety, <laughs> um, that's such a thread. Well, that's like yeah. the thread of my testimony. So that'll mm. just put us right into that conversation. Um, yeah. yeah. So like I said, I had, a, I had a weird upbringing. My mom was an actress on Saturday Night Live. Um, and my dad, my biological dad was a magician fire eater. That's a weird sentence. I'm aware now as a 37-year-old. But, <laughs> but when I was growing up, that was just the life that I knew, you know? So um, I grew up traveling all the time, big cities. And like I said, um, you know, when my mom left that show, she did stand up for my whole childhood. And so right. it, it was it was a strange upbringing in that my mom was a believer. Like my first week of life, I was at First Baptist Church of Pasadena because so we lived out in LA. And I was hearing the gospel. I was going to Christian schools. I had a lot of the Bible memorized by the time I was talking, you know, um, you know, um, yeah. but yeah. I was also seeing just this unusual, this is just me like, uh, in hindsight, just reflecting on my past, but, um, I was just seeing this, you know, very exaggerated view of the world in Hollywood and, yeah. um, and moving a lot. And my parents got divorced when I was five. And so everything felt kind of like, you know, Oh, where, where did my home go? Where'd my dad go? And what is, what am I looking at? And here's what the Bible says, but here's what this person on stage is saying. And so, you know, it was just a lot of that. Um, and so I was very anxious. Um, I wouldn't have called it that. I just was just yeah. had kind of this baseline panic. Um, and then as I started to try to follow Jesus on my own, um, my testimony, I became a believer officially, like said, okay, I want to follow Jesus, got baptized, um, when I was 14 years old and I was it, at church with my mom and sister, we were watching a play, um, in this little church in Burbank, California. And I, the play helped me see, okay, I need I, Jesus is is good. The gospel helped me see the gospel. Okay, yeah. I do not have access to God because of my sin. And here's the thing: all I'm watching this as a 14 year old perfectionist striver. Mm. Like I, I, I found stability and hope in trying to be perfect and trying to make people love me. Which, yeah. <laughs> you know, as I'm memorizing the Bible and the Bible saying for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not of yourself, so no one can boast. I knew that right. backwards and forwards, but I was living as if my goal in life was to be a good girl who knew the Bible verses, you know? So it was like yeah. the opposite of Christianity. It was my brand of Christianity. Um, even though I was being taught the truth, I, it was not my husband with his testimony says he had more of the gospel in his head than in his heart. And I think 
that's a good way of explaining how I lived for a long time. Um, yeah, so I had I had anxiety about regular life stuff, and then I had this God anxiety where, because I was so um, consumed with trying to be a, quote, good Christian for so many years. Um, I, and I would say that that I was consumed with that after I became a Christian, which is the saddest part because I would read the Bible, like what the scripture you just read, I'd read about how a Christian can be. Like we we don't have to worry about what we eat or drink or wear. And yet I was, and I would see these, you know, heroes of the faith around me in my grandmother and um, you know, my Christian school teachers and my parents, and I would I would see it, I would see good examples, and then I'd be yeah. like, why do I feel the way that I feel? Why am I so pain? I'm doing it wrong. God's mm. gonna say, depart from me, I never knew you. And so I had mm. that fear all the time. And that was kind of the main anxiety I wrestled with for so long. Um, so, you know, there's the part two of my testimony. I don't want to talk forever. We'll get to it. But um, when I actually understood what the gospel means for my everyday and that it's not just this thing, I hope I get it right, but it's yeah. this gift that I can rest in and this relationship I can have with the God who created me and forgave me and loves me. Um, that's when I started learning to fight my anxious tendencies and walk in freedom. Mm, I love that. You know, it's interesting because I think so often we think that in order to fight sin, so what you've just said is, oh, okay, I had to fight anxiety and I had to remember the Lord. And often we think, oh, no, I mean, I have to do this and do that. And do <laughs> and what it sounds like is you forgot. It it sounds like you forgot the truth, even though you you knew it in your head it really hadn't penetrated. Would you say that some of those things are, are, are similar when we're battling with anxiety that, that we know the truth, but it's just not in there. It's not in our hearts. And so we forget, we forget, Oh wait, God really is who he says he is. God really can care for me. I can cast my burdens. What do you think? That's you're so brilliant, Trillia. Yeah. That's, (laughs) that's a great connection. Um, Yeah, totally. I think it's about forgetting or even when I look back to my early days of walking with Jesus, I feel like it wasn't even so much forgetting as like misunderstanding. And I think that the sad thing about the sad thing is, and you know, if you walked with Jesus for a while, you know this, like there are people who are walking in now imperfect freedom, but who are walking with joy and they have the fruit of the spirit and they are marked by that joy and peace. And it's this beautiful thing. But then there are other people who claim Christ and they seem to be really miserable. And, um, and that's the sad thing is that I do think that if I had died when I was 14 and I was under, I was highlighting all of these memory verses in my Bible and trying so hard to, you know, be worshiped, which is the opposite of, of faith. There was that part of me, of course, for sure, sin in it. But you know, we always have sin while we're still in this broken world. But there was also a part of me that genuinely wanted to love God and serve him well and be a genuine follower of Jesus. And I was panicked about it, but I wanted to please him, you know, and I just couldn't figure out. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a forgetting for those of us who have, who have seen and tasted and seen that he's good. Just like you said, you know, I fully understood the gospel, but I think there's also misunderstanding um, and that that can go on for, for years and years. Cause for me, it did. It was like, I knew it. And you know, I, I would have verbalized, I'm not perfect, but the way I lived, it was just a battle. And so, um, mm. you know, something that helped me a lot was just biblical literacy and reading yeah. more than the coffee mug verses and like seeing yes. 
the Bible fully and like learning who God is <laughs> and not just pulling a verse here and there and fully, you know, learning to, to walk with Jesus and not just try to please him for my own, out of my own striving. <laughs> yes. You know, it's interesting because the, I wrote down misunderstanding. There's, it's such an interesting thing when we, <laughs> when we want to f- understand, we don't run to other things. No, we run to our Bible. So it's interesting that we can gain all this knowledge and still have misunderstanding, which makes us, it should make us pause and ask, okay, do you actually know, are you learning truth or just absorbing what you think? And so we need to do more digging, which is a good thing. We will never exhaust learning about the Lord. And we will continue this conversation when we come back as we dive in and learn more about Jesus. Welcome back to Living by Faith with Trillia Newbell. I am talking with Scarlett Hitzabidal, and we are talking about anxiety and how it affects our lives. But as we were going into the break, we started to talk about, and I think it's such an important topic, about understanding the scriptures, about biblical literacy. And so often we think that that means knowing all of the stories or knowing all of the characters. And there is a part of that. We need to know all these things. But biblical literacy goes deeper than that. It's about understanding and interpreting the scriptures, understanding what God's word says and and the context and the meaning for the, the first hearers and also for us. How do we actually apply it when um, to our lives in in the right context. So there's a lot to biblical literacy. But when you misunderstand the Bible, it can take you all over the place. <laughs> you you are going to misapply the gospel. You're going to think, as Scarlett was talking about, that you must earn God's favor, that God's going to be, he's not going to be pleased with you. He's not going to look at you as covered with Christ's righteousness. You have to do all of these things to earn, continue to earn his favor and to live up to something. I don't know. So, so what we call that and it, what it sounded like you were talking about Scarlett is legalism. Um, legalism is anytime we try to please God and, and you tell me if this is not actually what you were struggling with, but legalism is anytime we, we try to earn God's favor, earn our salvation, um, to continue to walk in with him and, and, and it will build anxiety. It will, you will be anxious if you're always trying to earn God's, uh, your salvation. So Scarlett, is, what were you struggling with? Was it legalism? I do think it was legalism. And I think that the way it connects to the lack of biblical literacy thing is that, well, I think of it as like if someone wrote you a letter or an email and you read, <laughs> you read five of the sentences out of that email and didn't see the rest of them. And then said, yeah. okay, I'm going to, I'm going to function based off of this. And, you know, I, I mean, I, man, I'm trying to think of like when the light bulb, like you said in the last segment, we are all, there's, it's, 
we're going to be learning about Jesus until we are with Jesus face to face. So I am certainly not like, okay, my learning's finished. I get it now. But I, I think that my legalism, a lot of it definitely stemmed from, you know, I was in Christian school getting assignments to read this passage and maybe I fell asleep while I was, you know, whatever, whatever the reasoning was, I, I think a lot about, here's a great example. Um, yes. First Peter five, six and seven. Okay. So as a lifelong anxiety battle battler, <laughs> um, <laughs> I would, I would hear and try to embrace first Peter five, seven, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Right. I would hear yes. that. I'd see it cast your anxiety on him. He cares for you. And I just remember like praying, God, please, I want to cast, am I doing it? And it's like, I just pictured myself like throwing this invisible uh, abstract thing into the sky. Like, okay, God, here's the, th here's all the things I'm panicked about. Um, you know, as, as surface level as like the spider in the corner of the room and as deep as like, am I, am I really a Christian? <laughs> I'm just like throwing right. it and I hope it'll stick. And it wasn't until deep and long into my walk with the Lord that I was looking at that verse in my, that familiar verse in my Bible. And I went up one verse, Trillia, to verse six. And I was like, oh my goodness, verse seven is the second half of a sentence. Like there's a comma and a lowercase letter <laughs> in my Bible. And it says, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So I'm like, I wonder what verse six says. I don't remember. And I read it and it it shows me how to cast it. And it says, oh. um, it says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up. Oh, I'm reading a, a weird version. Let me do the version that's in my head. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, um, uh, that at the proper time he may exalt you, something like that, comma, yes. casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So Again, I'm pulling two, now I'm pulling two verses out and I'm not saying the context or who Paul was writing or Peter was writing to. I'm, I'm not giving context, but what I'm trying to say is even just in those two verses, I was reading half of a sentence and just yes. trying to do it with my own willpower. But when I looked at the full sentence, it was like, okay, how am I able to do this? Well, if I humble myself, if I remember, like we were just talking about, God is big and mighty and able to carry my burdens and made a way for me to have access to him and made a way for us to be friends and adopted me into his family through Jesus. Like when I humble myself and I get low and remember my status and what am I striving for? Like I am loved because of him, because of his goodness, not because of anything I can do. Just like we're talking, because of, I can't be a good enough legalist <laughs> to earn his love. When I do that, mm. then I'm able to actually, and I don't even have to try. It's like, oh yeah, it's remembering, it's acknowledging my weakness and, and it puts you in this place of humility to then mm. be able to pray and cast your cares and say, okay, yes, this feels very abstract, but how can I worry about the spider? And how can I worry about my performance when I'm remembering that God is the one who accomplished my salvation and God yes. has power over all this, the dark, scary, bad things in this earth. And so that was a huge light bulb for me. And it made me just looking at those two, two sentences made me want to dig in more and think, okay, first Peter, what's the, his, you know, where did this come from? And you can just, it's just endless. You just keep looking and you keep looking. And when you realize how very much it's not about you, <laughs> how very much the whole Christian life and God's word is all about God and his goodness and what, what we have in Jesus, it just, it, it does produce humility. And yes. I think once you have that, then you're able to actually it doesn't feel as much like a fight, you know, battling your anxiety. It's, it's so much easier to rest because yeah. God's doing the hard part. <laughs> Forget not his benefits. <laughs> we yep. need to remind ourselves of who God is, his character, humble ourselves before him, 
and rest in him. It, it sounds like rest. And that, I think, is we, we, need, we need God to obey God is often what I say. We, we can't do it on our own. That's what Jesus said. So we, we can't. And so it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to battle, to fight anxiety. It sounds like we have to continually remind ourselves of who God is and our need for him. It's not so that we can actually rest in him and trust him. So here it is. Our phone lines are open and we'd like to hear from you. Is there something you are anxious about that we can pray for you about? I'm talking to Scarlett Hitzabidel and we'd love to pray for you. Give us a call at 877-548-3675 or 877-LIVE-675. You may also email us at livingbyfaith at moody.edu. You know, sometimes it helps others to know they aren't alone in their struggle. So whatever the struggle may be, feel free to give us a call. Again, it's 877-548-3675 or 877-LIVE-675. And it's really true that when you hear that you are not alone, it helps you to fight. It really does. I, I know that it's, it's helped me in other times of suffering when I realized I've had four miscarriages and I didn't know when my, I had my first one, I didn't know anyone had miscarriages and it, which was bizarre. I just, no one talked about them. And so when I had one and after I shared, I realized, oh my goodness, all of these other people have struggled too. So I don't have to fight it alone. So Scarlett, how... How, how have friendships in, or your community helped you fight anxiety? That's, I'm so glad you asked that. Um, I don't know. You know, it's so beautiful that the Lord set it up to, to where we get to experience the love and support and comfort of him through believers. You know, Christian yeah. means little Christ. And I've, here's the thing about anxiety. Just like you said with your miscarriages, it's like if you don't, if you don't share what you're going through, you feel alone. And I think anxiety is one of those things that, especially in the Christian world, because, you know, you, the Lord says, be anxious for nothing. And so it can become this thing where you're like, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to say that I'm having the struggle because what does that say about me? And, you know, whatever you get very self self-centered and, and focused on yourself. And then it might keep you from community. I've talked to so many people and I'm one of these people that in yeah. seasons of anxiety in the past, um, before I really realized that, oh my goodness, like all these things God's word says, like about walking with him in obedience, actually leading to joy and peace and rest. Like it's true. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Lord. But you know, when you're young, you're just like, okay, God says to do this. I don't want to do it. I hope it's real if I'm going to do it. Um, But yeah, I've just, I've experienced the loneliness and isolation of battling it on my own. And it's impossible to battle on your own. It's not possible because you're believing the lies of the enemy. You don't have people speaking truth um, I think of um, Rachel Myers, um, you know, she reads truth. And yes. what was the, the first Bible study she and Amanda Bible Williams did, Open Your Bible. And I was so moved by, um, by the story she shared about when she experienced stillbirth of her daughter. And yeah. um, this was just in the very opening of the Bible study. And she said she couldn't, she was sitting in the circle of Bible study. She couldn't read the Bible. She couldn't open it up. And she said the women in her group started just reading scripture to her like they were spoon feeding her. And mm. I was so struck by that. Um, you know, we all have our own 
stories of heartache. And I think all of us can just like hear that story and be like, yes, I remember a time when I needed to be spoon fed the truth. And, um, it's made the biggest difference in my life. You know, as soon as I, such a long story, but to just keep it succinct, as soon as I realized that I could walk in peace today and not just hope for a someday peace, um, I started obeying out of, you know, not out of trying to make myself look good, but just out of a genuine, okay, Jesus, I want to walk with you. I want to do what you say. And I was just so um, happily surprised that, (laughs) you know, there's, forget not all of his benefits, like you just said. It's like you bring community into these things that feel embarrassing or like, you you, you know, you want to hide them, but you expose them, you bring them into the light, and then you are carried and supported and comforted and you allow other people, you're able to love them well because you see, oh, they, they have a struggle similar to mine or they're struggling in this way and I can speak truth and comfort into that because here's what I read in my Bible today, you know, whatever right. it is. Um, it's just the most beautiful thing, uh, you know, lowering your defenses and doing life within Christian community, um, completely life-changing. And the more that I, I pushed into that, the more I was able to walk in freedom. And now when I struggle, like I would say I'm in a season of struggling with anxiety right now, fighting with the truth of God's word, but rather than being enslaved to it and hiding, I know what to do now. It's like, okay, I am not going to hide this and you know, yes. I'm going to be on Moody Radio today and pretend that I'm super a super awesome expert who can help everybody. No, I'm going to humble myself and the people that I trust that are close to me, I'm going to, you know, bring them close and, and allow yeah. God to comfort me through them. And I mean, that's the Christian life. It is the Christian life. And, you know, I, I've had the joy of seeing you walk this out and you're the real deal. And it's so encouraging. And I'm sure it will encourage those who are listening in. We will be back with more soon. Welcome back to Living by Faith with Trillia Newbell. I am talking with Scarlett Hitzavidal, and we are talking about anxiety and our phone lines have been blowing up and that's because we all struggle with anxiety and fear and there our phone lines are open we'd love to hear from you is there something you are anxious about that we can pray for you we would love to pray for us for you so give us a call at 877-548-3675 or 877-live-675 Five. We have Anne from Ohio on, and I would love to speak with Anne if she's ready. Yes. I um, was listening. Matter of fact, I was nodding off, and I heard uh, this uh, program, and um, I would love prayer for my anxiety. Um, things. I'm just, I want to be able, I am a born-again Christian, and I want to be able to be able to pray through. I do pray about the situation, but I want to be able to pray through that the Lord will deliver. 
All right. Well, let's pray for you. We will pray right now. So there are so many things that people are struggling with, and they they need help. They need deliverance. They need the Lord to come and rescue. So, Scarlett, can you pray for her? Her name is I Anne. I love to pray. Anne. Thank you. Okay. Um, Jesus, um, I just lift up Anne. I, I so know this feeling and this struggle, and um, God, you know Anne. You created Anne, and um, God, I pray that your um, your love would comfort her heart right now. I pray that you would help her, um, like she said, not just pray about her anxiety, but pray through it. That's I think that's such a beautiful desire, and I know that your spirit um, can help her with that. God, I think of um, Psalm 94, uh, Psalm 94, 19, when I am filled with cares, your comfort brings me joy. And I just mm. think about how, how all over the Psalms we we hear these songs from David and other people who are having a heart like Anne's, um, human people who, who are talking about, but also just trying to pray through and remember what is true. Um, God, I pray for Anne that she would remember what is true, that she would feel the supernatural comfort that only you can give her over her circumstances and just over her entire being. And I just pray um, that even right now would be a testimony of answered prayer because you are you are all powerful and you can do that. We love you, Lord. Thank you so much. Amen. 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 You know, and that prayer, I, I believe, will also encourage Linda. Linda wrote in on um, our email. She wrote, my anxiety is from multiple areas of my life being overstressed at the same time. And although I'm working on each area, none of these areas slash situations are something I can snap my fingers to solve. Patience is what I know is needed. I'm fine with that, but the anxiety is still there. It creeps in to discourage and she writes, unempower me <laughs> instead of empower. So so how do you encourage someone who's struggling with all of these different areas? They're, they see it in so many different places, and and she she knows that she can't snap her finger to solve it. Hmm. Um, you said it was Lisa, right? Um, Lisa. Linda. Is that a, Linda. I'm so sorry. I heard an L. Um, That's okay. Linda. Okay. So here's what I think of Linda. Um, there's this beautiful sermon that I talk about, have written about, <laughs> and access all the time. It's free on the podcast app. Um, if you type in Tim Keller, The Wounded Spirit, um, mm -hmm. he preached this beautiful sermon, and he's talking about our woundedness. And everything you're, you just talked about reminds me of that feeling of overwhelm, like where you're mm -hmm. kind of like, I feel anxious. There's all these things happening. Where do, what do I do? Why is this happening? And um, Tim Keller, I remember him saying, uh, you know, the question to like, why are we so messed up? And then he says, the biblical answer is it's complicated. <laughs> and then he goes through scripture. And I love that. I think that's a very comforting I do too. answer. It's yes. complicated. You know, it's, it's, yeah. the answer is not just, well, pray longer and pray more. No. Yeah. Um, yes. Jesus's prescription is prayer, but um, there are scripture is just full of wisdom. You know, um, the wicked flee when no one pursues that's in somewhere in Proverbs. And I think about seasons when I've tried to try to combat my anxiety in one way while maybe having a part of my life where I was intentionally not walking with Jesus. And so yeah. I did not find peace or maybe I was walking with Jesus, but my thyroid hormone was off. I had my thyroid right. removed in 2019. So then I was like, well, I'm really going to try to walk in purity and not wickedness, but I'm not, you know, addressing any of my physical things. So yeah. when I hear 
questions or concerns like this, I just think um, take comfort in that we all live these very complicated lives and um, people around us, like we were talking about community, Christian community, people that we've, that we know well, who know us well, um, can speak into, okay, like, let's break this down. Um, because Jesus says we can have peace and he doesn't lie. And so we can have peace Amen. and we might have to fight for it sometimes, but, um, it is complicated. And I, I, that doesn't make you not a Christian and it doesn't make you extra more weak than other people. I think we just need to, um, be honest and humble and walk with other believers and ask the Lord to help us in all these areas. And he will. I love that you said, Jesus said we could have peace and he doesn't lie. <laughs> he doesn't lie. Now that doesn't mean it's almost like the, that um, Psalm that you, joy comes in the morning. That doesn't mean tomorrow morning you're going to wake up right. and have joy, but God can, he does. He has the power to, to give us peace and joy and he doesn't lie. Our phone lines are open and we'd like to hear from you. Is there something you are anxious about that we can pray? Or is there a way that you have, um, that you've, you've not conquered because we can't conquer it, but that, that you fought anxiety and fear and the Lord has helped you along and you want to encourage someone else, share it. We'd love to hear about it. 877-548-3675 or 877-LIVE-675. You may also email us at livingbyfaith at moody.edu. Now we've talked a lot about anxiety in kind of this kind of general sense. There anxiety about circumstances or anxiety about trying to please the Lord. But there's there's times when we're ang anxious about really practical things. Lisa, she wrote in that she lost her job. She's trying to find a job. That's very a practical. That is a circumstance, mm -hmm. but it's not this kind of um, something that you f just feel. It's a, it's a real practical need. And mm -hmm. the Lord does address those things too. So how might you encourage Lisa as she's casting or anyone who's has a very practical need and that they're struggling with anxiety? Okay. I keep quoting pastors, but I'm just going <laughs> to keep going because this is Let's what's coming it. into my brain. Uh, yes. um, so I heard Francis Chan years ago talking about he was witnessing to either Jehovah's Witnesses or someone who came to his door and they were, they were trying to convert him. Right. And he said, Hey, do, can I just walk with you for a few minutes? Because I just want to tell you about some answered prayer in my life recently. And, um, and then he just, he told them about answered prayer and he talked about how having specific prayers answered by God, seeing God intervene in the practical logistics of his life were some of the most encouraging things in his, his favorite part of being a Christian. And I remember hearing that and thinking, yes, like I've experienced that. What is more faith building than praying specifically about this specific job, whatever it real life stuff, like what you're, what you're talking about. Um, I just, you know, I love prayer journaling. I've done index cards where I write things down, practical real life needs that I have concerns that I have and just going back because if you don't, you probably, you'll probably forget and get distracted by something yes. else, but the Lord is real and he hears us and he answers his children. And it's not always, you know, what we hope it'll be. He is way bigger than us and way more understanding than us and works all things together for our good. But what I'm saying is I would pray through every detail of this and record it and write it down and see how God works specifically because it is miraculous and amazing and faith building 
to see that. And it's not a little thing to be concerned about your job and it's your livelihood. It's important and it's important to God. And so I think a lot of times we don't pray about those things. Maybe we think, oh, you know, God has better things to do. There's more, you know, there's more dire things he's taking care of. But um, the truth is that he knows the hairs on our heads. He cares about, he's well acquainted with our suffering. He, he cares about what we care about. And so pray through the details. Um, that's what I got. Absolutely. And that is good. It's, it's, it's true. He tells us not to be anxious about all of these things. He cares about the lilies. He cares about clothing. He cares for you. When we come back, we will continue this conversation. Welcome back to Living by Faith. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell, and we have been talking about shame and anxiety. And, you know, it's it's something we all struggle with in some way or another, anxiety and fear. And and we have not been talking about shame, but we I want to talk about shame because maybe there's some connection there. And I know, Scarlett, you've also written on this topic of shame Do you think there's any connection between the two? And if so, can you explain how they're connected? I definitely think they're connected. Um, Personally, how they, I mean, I've already shared my testimony, but I think they were, they were connected for me when I thought about not so much the practical anxiety, but the overarching, um, you know, am I doing Christianity right anxiety that I used to have? Um, It was connected because I was striving for this perfection, whether it be for my own glory or genuinely like wanting to be perfect for God, um, I was ignoring the reality that I cannot be perfect and that that is why I needed Jesus. Um, and so it, it had me on this cycle of like cockiness and shame. Yeah. So it's like if I had a quote good day, according to my whatever standard of goodness I had for myself for that day, I would be so proud of myself, which is the opposite of being humble and, you know, lowly in spirit. Um, and if I had a failure, which happened more often than I would have liked it to. Um, and sometimes I don't even know what my failures are, but you know, when yeah. I, when my own sin was exposed, I would just be crushed and I wouldn't know how to move on. Um, and man, I just, I didn't really see the importance of living a lifestyle of repentance back then. Um, yeah. I would just kind of, I would kind of view humility as being down on myself, um, which is just the other end of self-absorption. You know, it, maybe you don't look proud and cocky, but you're still focusing on yourself rather than making your life about pointing to Jesus. I mean, that's our purpose. Our purpose is to point to Jesus. He's the good one. He's the worthy one. And when we're doing that, when we're living out that mission, we are fulfilled and joyful and he starts to make us more like him. And it's this beautiful miracle. Um, But yeah, I, I think that they're connected because you get stuck in shame and you're not able to, like we talked about earlier, cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. You feel unable to do it because you think, I'm unworthy. I can't talk to him. And you're ignoring the benefit of being his child, being his friend, um, walking with him. Yes. Yes. You know, we have two people on the line that I'd love to get on. Joanne, what is your prayer request? 
Um, my husband has Alzheimer's, and we've been living with that for many years. In the recent months, he's needed to go into a facility, and that has become increasingly complicated as the facility does not like his behaviors when he resists personal care. Mm-hmm. And it's a struggle to balance that uh, when they want to, um, when they've had to basically put him in a different facility uh, and to get medication management and all that kind of thing. And he is a lovely man and is sweet, but Alzheimer's has made him into something different. And as Uh. I try to navigate through this, it's very difficult. And I sometimes feel like I'm overwhelmed by things but yet i know that god is in control Mm. and he answers prayer and i've learned this i've seen that and but it's difficult to wait and trust and to do my share of the work now what is my share to inform keep people informed keep requiring things keep looking out for him yeah and balancing you know life goes on and try to do what's right and try to trust God and put all those things in perspective while mm-hmm. caring for my husband when I can't be with him all the time. Yes, yes. Well, Joanne, thank you for sharing that. That is very hard. And um, we we both, Scarlett and I, have we we're we're we don't we haven't experienced that, but we can definitely carry you in prayer. Scarlett, can you pray for her? Definitely. Um, Lord, I just lift up Joanne. Um, like Trillia said, like we, we haven't walked this exact walk, but um, all of us have walked through pain and circumstances that feel overwhelming. Um, I thank you for Joanne's faith that she just expressed. I think it's so beautiful to hear. Yes. Um, it was encouraging to my heart, Lord, to hear her walking through this and, and what is the verse? Uh, setting her mind on things above, not on earthly things. Like I could hear that in what she said. Yeah. And so I just thank you um, that your spirit gives us the ability to do that when our circumstances are too heartbreaking and too overwhelming to carry. Um, I pray that you would give Joanne um, continued endurance and that you would give her just these gifts of um, answered prayer and just an awareness of of your presence and your comfort in her life today and and every day that she's walking with this heavy thing. Um, I pray for the details and I pray that that she would bring those details to you and see you um, work in them. And we just thank you that we're not doing this hard and sad life alone and that we have hope that you're going to make all things new and you're going to heal all diseases and and um, yes. and make everything new. Amen. 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 I long for that day when all things will be made new and where tears will be wiped away. Terry, you are from Ohio, and we'd love to hear from you. Yes. Well, thank you so much for taking my call, and I apologize. I've been in and out of the car and the house, and I've missed so much of this uh, lesson, and it's so very important to me just just that I'm able to relate some of my issues with what Scarlett is saying is just just amazing. Um, mm. I thought I was just all alone. And um, does she have a book? <laughs> yes, yes, she does have a book. Okay. And as a matter of fact, <clears throat> as a matter of fact, we're gonna we're gonna let you 
continuing your day, but stay on the line. Stay on the line because we will give you her a copy of her book, Anxious. We will give you, and it's it's actually a Bible study, and I would love for you to enjoy reading through that and studying that book. And she she does. She has a book on shame as well, but I think that that study will encourage your soul. So stay on the line so that we can get your address and make sure you get a copy of it. You know, there's so many people who I know are relating. Um, we have Carol and Patrick and uh, Marva who who all wrote in and called in for their prayer requests because we all have some something that we're wrestling with that we're dealing with. Um, I know Carol asked us to pray for her son Max. He has a condition. A condition. He is having a procedure today. So yes, we will pray that that procedure goes well. Patrick asked us to pray for his nephew who is going through some health issues. So th- there's a lot of health and lung issues that he's going with. Lots of those requests. And we've got Marva who she pr- her request is that she and her sister will grow closer lots of relational difficulties and and so we we want to pray for each one of you Carol and Patrick and Marva and Terry who just called in and um lift you up before the Lord so i'm going to i'm going to start us and then you can just close us in prayer Lord, you are a good and awesome God who cares for all of these burdens. And we want to lift up Max. God, I pray that you will help um, Max to, and, and with this condition, God, that you will be with him and that he will sense your nearness and that Carol would rest and entrust and, and Max to you. God, I pray for Patrick that he would, um, he would also, it, it was, rest in you as he cares for his nephew who is going through health issues. God, you are the great physician. You can you can heal these these things. We pray that you would. And if you don't, Lord, that that, that they would trust you with whatever you are doing with their lives. And God, I pray for Marva and the relational difficulties, God, that you would heal that relationship. You know what's going on, God, um, but that she would cast all of these burdens onto you and rest in you. Um, God, I also lift up Terry. Um, I I lift up her burdens to you. And I just thank you that we can pray for these um, brothers and sisters by name that we don't even know, that we can't even see. Um, yes. You love love all of them and you you can work in all those needs amen thank you scarlet for being on the show also thank you to the behind the scenes team at moody radio my producer karen hendren thanks to my engineer courtney young and lynn on the phones tune in next week when i'll talk with lillian prince and amy maples about gathering friends who can help you walk with god to hear today's program again you'll find it at livingbyfaithradio.org or on the moody radio app you may also connect with us through facebook twitter and Instagram. You can find me anywhere. You can spell my name. You can find me. Living by Faith is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of the Moody Bible Institute. <laughs>